podcast. It's day eight of the fast from wrong thinking, and uh, we're kicking the day off fasting from the thought that says it's impossible. Today's episode comes from a message that Gregory Dickow shared on Christmas Eve, all about miracles. He gives seven ingredients of a miracle. This is jam packed with some truth, some encouragement. It's really going to help you start seeing the impossible situation as possible. Uh, My personal favorite is number six, where he talks about divine relationships. Super excited for you to hear it. Enjoy. In Luke chapter one, we see the story of of Jesus being born. And in verse 26, just to go through a few scriptures here for you, it says now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the descendants of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, hail, favored one. The Lord is with you. You see, a miracle is about to happen. A virgin is going to be impregnated by the Holy Spirit. And her seed will be Emmanuel, God with us. But there's something about being a virgin that I want to talk about for a moment. Virginity speaks of innocence. Virginity speaks of purity. And I'm not saying that if you're not a virgin, you're you're guilty and you're you know, you're impure. But the the idea of a virgin giving birth, there's innocence there. There's purity there. And I believe miracles happen when there's innocence. In other words, what is it that makes us innocent today? Our sinlessness? No because none of us are sinless. What is it that makes us innocent today? What is it that makes us pure today? Is it our attitude? Is it our is it our demeanor? Is it our is it our our effort to be godly, our effort to be holy, our effort to to drive the sin and drive all the demons out of our lives? Is that what makes us innocent? Is that what makes us pure or is it something else? Perhaps it's the blood of Jesus that makes us virgins and makes us innocent. And Paul said, do not let anybody talk you out of the innocence and the purity of being born again and being in Christ. Let no one talk you out of this innocence, this purity, this holiness. Let me tell you something. God can only do a miracle or it appears to me that God does a miracle in a virgin's life. And let me tell you something, no matter what's in your past, no matter what mistakes you've made, no matter how many times you failed, no matter how many times you fall, no matter how many how many sins have been in your life, if you are a child of God, if you've accepted Jesus Christ as your savior and Lord, you are now innocent again. You are now pure again. You are now a virgin again. Come on, people in the back. I call it divine innocence like this is the if we could list the ingredients for a miracle. The first ingredient is divine innocence, divine purity. And you know what? You are innocent and you are pure. The blood of Jesus finds you not guilty. The blood of Jesus finds you not guilty. 
not guilty. Innocent. I find no fault in him, Pontius Pilate said. And you know what? When he said it to him, he said it about you, because if any man belongs to Christ, he's a new creature. And the Bible says, as he is, so are we in this world. So if they found him innocent, Pontius Pilate said, I find no fault in him. So guess what? There's no fault in you either. The difference between the old covenant and the new covenant is just that the old covenant finds us guilty. The old covenant finds our faults. Do not steal. Do not lie. Do not this. Do not that. Do not this. Do not that. Guess what? The old covenant finds our faults. The old covenant exposes our faults. The new covenant, the difference is, is that the new covenant finds us faultless. Verse 28, Luke 1, 28 and coming in, he said to her, hail, favored one, the Lord is with you. Hey, here's how miracles happen. Miracles happen because we have divine purity, not by our works, but by the blood of Jesus. Miracles happen because we have divine fellowship. The Lord is with you. Listen, she didn't know what it meant to be with him, but God made it clear to her what it meant for him to be with her. In other words, you might not have it all together. You might not have prayed long enough, but divine fellowship is not about what we do to fellowship with God. It's about the fact that he says the Lord is with you. You might have failed, but the Lord is with you. You might have run, but the Lord is with you. You might have hit the bar before you came to church here, but the Lord is with you. You might have failed last night, but the Lord is with you. You might have you might have been mad at God, but the Lord is with you. You see, divine fellowship has little to do with us and it has everything to do with the fact that he chose to be with us. Divine fellowship in verse 30. It says, and the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. I like what the message Bible says. He says in the message translation of this verse, do not be afraid, Mary. God has a surprise for you. God has a surprise for you. God has a surprise for you. How many are hoping for a pleasant surprise, a great. You know, when I was a kid, does anybody remember the Cracker Jacks boxes? Yeah. You know, it was like caramel corn, but inside there was always supposed to be a prize inside, you know, and it's usually it was like a tattoo. You know, you you put you put water on it and you and you stamp it on your and now you got a, like an ink tattoo on your arm. Anybody? That's the Cracker Jacks, man. But there was always that surprise that you, you live for that surprise. Like I wanted to get through. A, I didn't even care about the caramel corn. I wanted the surprise or like the the cereal boxes years ago. Man, there was always a toy inside and you'd pour the whole thing out into a big bowl so you could get to the, the toy when you're a kid, man. If you were deprived of that, you have not lived a toy in the cereal box. My God. These kids nowadays, they just settle for the cereal. I don't get it. He said, God has a surprise for you. Look at what he says here. 
She was thoroughly shaken, wondering what was behind a greeting like that. But the angel assured her and said, Mary, you have nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You're going to become pregnant. Hey, surprise, surprise. (laughs) Anybody remember Gomer Pyle? (laughs) Surprise, surprise. Hey, Mary, you got nothing to fear. God has a surprise for you. You're going to get pregnant and give birth to a son and call his name Jesus. Wow. God has a surprise for you. Some of you, it's going to be a financial surprise and God's going to blow you away. Some of you, it's going to be a physical surprise. It's like years, 20 years of being that sickness. And all of a sudden you're going to find your healing. Somebody God's going to give you a a, a surprise in the form of 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 a man. You'll be like, man. Thank you, Jesus. God's going to surprise you. With something great. He doesn't surprise you with something bad. He says God has a surprise for you. You're going to become pregnant. In other words, here's your surprise. What up to this point would have been impossible is actually going to be possible. Not only is it going to be possible, it's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Get ready. Believe today. Believe today that God is going to pleasantly surprise you. And then in verse 31, he says, and you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you shall name him Jesus. You will conceive. You see, you will conceive inside. You see, every miracle starts on the inside of us. Every miracle is conceived on the inside of us. We give birth to it on the inside before we give birth to it on the outside. And sometimes we want to see it on the outside, but God's working it on the inside. And so don't underestimate the power of believing inside, even though you haven't seen. Remember, Jesus said this when he when Thomas said, Lord, if if I got to see his hands, I've got to see the hole in his side. I've got to see the nail prints in his hands. And Jesus shows up and he says, look, Thomas, here I am. Put your hands right here in my hand and put it through my hand. And here, put your hand in my side and you'll see there's a hole in my side. And now stop being unbelieving, but start believing. And he said he fell to his knees and he said, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said, you have seen and you've believed. But blessed are those who have not seen. And yet they believe. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are the ones who have not seen and yet they believed. You see, there's no glory in having to see it to believe it. God gets the glory when you believe it, even though you haven't seen it. Mary said in verse 34, how shall this be? Because I'm a virgin. Verse 35. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit. How can this be the Holy Spirit? How could this happen? The Holy Spirit. Folks, if there is no Holy Spirit, there is no father and there is no son. But if there's a father and a son, there is just as much the Holy Spirit. And we need the Holy Spirit's power in our lives. He said the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High 
will overshadow you. And for that reason, the holy offspring shall be called the son of God. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who is called barren is now in her sixth month and nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. And notice what she says. And Mary said, behold, the bond servant of the Lord, be it done to me according to your word. Be it done to me according to your word. This is what I call divine surrender, divine surrender. Like I accept what you have to say, Lord, be it done to me according to your word, be it done to me. And as soon as she said that, be it done to me according to your word. And what happened? The angel departed from her. Why? Because he went to be it done to her. He went to go get it done to her. He went to go carry out what she just declared. Be it done to me according to your word. Angels, they are dispatched when we speak the word. Miracles happen. Angels go and they bring things. Why did this angel, you think, why did this angel depart when she said, be it done to me according to your word? Because he's going to work. And it came about when Elizabeth, look at verse 41. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. And she cried out with a loud voice and said, blessed are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb and how it has happened to me that the mother of my Lord should come to me. Let me tell you something about this. What's happening here is something about your miracle after divine surrender. Be it done to me according to your word. You need to you need to have some divine relationships. Divine relationships, like in other words, when you're pregnant with something great, you need to surround yourself with others who are pregnant with something great. So often we're pregnant with something great and we surround ourselves with people that are like, oh, that could never happen. That could never happen. Oh, I don't know how you can believe that. And we surround ourselves with doubters. We surround ourselves with people that aren't really going through what we're going through. Elizabeth said, wow. You have you've had happened to you. What has happened to me, too? In other words, what was the common denominator? Neither of them should have been pregnant and God made sure both of them were. And they surrounded themselves with each other. And I think it literally says that she later stayed with her for the next several months. In other words, you have to protect the seed that is in your heart. You have to protect the promises of God in your heart. You've got to surround yourself with like minded people. You've got to surround yourself with people that speak the same thing that 
that talk the same language. You got to surround yourself with people that, that, are, that, are, that are crazy about Jesus the way you are, that love to pray in tongues like you love to pray in tongues, that love to lift their hands like you love to lift your hands, that love to open up the Bible like you love to open up the Bible, that love to speak God's word like you love to speak God's word. You got to surround yourself with those kinds of people because those are the kind of people that are going to help nurture what's inside of you rather than abort what's inside of you with their doubt, with their skepticism, with their unbelief, with their jealousy, with their fear, with their anger, with their insecurity. No, you got to surround yourself with people of faith. You got to surround yourself with some Elizabeths. You got to surround yourself with some life changers, people. God's given you a church family full of faith to surround yourself with so that you're not alone. You're not the only one pregnant with a miracle. Boy, this is a beautiful story, man. It's beautiful. It says in verse 56, Mary stayed with her, with her about three months. Now, at that time, Elizabeth it was time to give birth and she gave birth to a son. It came about that on the eighth day they came to circumcise the child and they were going to call him Zacharias after his father. His mother answered and said, no, his name shall be John. And they said, there is no one among your relatives named John. And it says and they made signs to his father because he was he couldn't speak right as to what he wanted him called. And he asked for a tablet and he wrote as follows. His name is John. And they were all astonished. And at once his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed and he began to speak in praise to God. Up until that point, up until that point, Zacharias started speaking all this doubt, like, how could this happen? And the angel said, you got to shut up. You're going to wreck this miracle. You know, we need to learn the language of silence sometimes. And we need to stop killing the seed inside of us with our words, with our words of doubt and our words of unbelief and our words of uncertainty. No, don't kill that seed with your words, because death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so we're given God's trying to give birth to a miracle. And you're like, I don't know if God can do it. And God's like, shut up, shut up. Your words are powerful. Like we got to realize our words, our life, Boy, if you start walking in this now, you're going to see miracles all the time. What is it? It's walking in your purity, not because you're you've cleansed yourself, but because the blood of Jesus has cleansed you. Divine purity. The Lord is with her. Divine fellowship. Even when you're when you don't have it all together, he will not leave you. He will stay in fellowship with you even when you try to pull out of fellowship with him. Um, divine surprise that God has a surprise for you. We got to have divine surprises. We've got to believe in divine surprises, divine belief, meaning no matter what, we have to start on the inside of us and believe it when we don't see it. And then we have divine surrender. Be it done to me according to your word, Lord, be it done to me according to your word. And then we have divine relationships. We got to surround ourselves with the right people. And then we need to have some divine silence and not sabotage our own miracle with our words of fear and our words of doubt. We got to make sure we don't surround ourselves with people like that and don't speak things like that. Amen. Now, I'm not saying that 
your miracle is tied to your perfect performance of these steps. But I'm simply trying to outline for you some of the things that were present that created an atmosphere for miracles. These are some of the things that were present that created the atmosphere for miracles, divine purity, divine fellowship, divine surprises, divine faith, divine surrender, divine relationships, divine silence. These were things that were present that created an atmosphere for the miracle of Jesus birth. And if those things can create the atmosphere for the greatest miracle of all, then what can't they do? If those things created and cultivated an atmosphere for Jesus to be born, then those things can create an atmosphere for anything to happen. Nothing is impossible. Nothing is impossible. If the virgin birth means anything, yes, it means the savior is born. Yes, it means he came to this earth as a baby and died for our sins as a man and rose from the dead. But it also means that if God can bring a baby through a virgin, there's nothing that he can't do. There's nothing that he can't do. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to today's podcast. Remember to check out fastfromwrongthinking.com. If you want to follow along with the daily devotionals of this 40 day fast from wrong thinking, you can also find the devotional on the Bible app by searching fast from wrong thinking. Have a great day, a great week, and uh, let's keep up this journey of transformation. Talk to you soon.